Hey, Print Hustlers. Is that weird? Hey. <laughs> this is Bruce from Printavo. Welcome back. We've got a, a, a solo dolo episode. A really special podcast. Mr. Stephen Fair got a Campus Inc. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a really special podcast. This is a special podcast. But wait. We have amazing sponsors. We've got three quick sponsors and then we're going to jump in. Number one, Multicraft. So you may have heard of Multicraft Daddy if you're a podcast, Printava podcast listener. Um, but if you don't, follow him on Instagram. That's Multicraft underscore daddy. If you need ink, supplies, or a daddy, Multicraft screen printing and digital supplies for over 50 years has been providing top brands at competitive prices. Mention the Printavo podcast and receive an extra 10% off your first order. This is where we get Monarch Inc. from. Thanks so much, Multicraft. Easy way. You shouldn't spend all day cleaning dirty screens. Easyway's line of environmentally conscious chemicals will get the job done faster, more efficiently, and will cost you a fraction of the cost per screen. Thanks so much to the team at Easyway. Check them out, easyway.com. Graphic source. If you run Printavo to help your shop manage your workflow, or if you don't actually, Graphic Source helps handle your production art. They've been doing it for a long time. But what's cool about Printavo users is actually they integrate with your workflow and they know exactly how to help you. They do production art, they do mock-ups, everything art, um, and you can be able to have somebody dedicated, which is really cool. That's not the official blurb, but I feel like that's the accurate description of why people love it. Yeah. I think when I asked Brent for a blurb, he like gave me a tongue twister so that he could see um, how poorly I could recite it. Um, Production ready, pixel perfect art. I'm getting there. Right, Um, right. It's a good blurb. I told Lucas and them they need to write a jingle. Um, That would actually be freaking genius. So uh, it's Thursday afternoon. It's Thursday. 422. It is snowing like crazy. I'm back in... Champaign-Urbana, um, we got an ice storm, and uh, it's a pretty pretty special day. Bruce, why it's are we cool. talking? Um, yeah, today's Feb 17 that we're recording this, although I think it'll come out uh, probably next Wednesday. But uh, yeah, we, we just sent out a customer announcement about uh, Printavo and Inksoft being acquired which is interesting. And you know what? Shit. I should have gotten JP on this, but we'll we'll do we'll do something else later. Two PE firms, private equity firms came acquired us and and are really spending a lot to invest in us to move forward. So, I mean, shops got a got an email this morning. Um for some think like a it was like a bomb dropped. Uh it's been crazy to read all the threads. It's like yeah, a little I, pandemonium. So we wanted to record this so we could talk through it um, and uh, really talk about kind of how it went down, what happened, um, answer maybe a couple of questions, Bruce, that uh, shops might be you know asking stuff about. I think uh, before we start, I'd have to first say congrats. Um, yeah, thank this you. is, you know, one of the probably like biggest things to happen to you in your life. And 100%. we've seen you working on Printavo for a long time. I think what makes Printavo special um, and in learning, you know, with all of this is, you know, the Printavo team has built um, Printavo, which is a great app, but it's also built a community. And I think that's, that's the, that's the special part. So 
on behalf of uh, whoever I'm speaking for, um, <laughs> I'm we're super happy for you. And, uh, you know, congratulations, first and foremost. Yeah, um, thanks, dude. All right, enough of that. Um, let's let's get to it. So what is a private equity firm, Bruce? <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, what is the price? I'd be like, uh, I can't even talk about that. But the um, mainly because I hammer everybody else on, on revenue. Private equity is essentially literally you buying businesses. I mean, shops do it. On a, on a smaller scale, I mean, you are buying the equity of a private business. That's all. So, I mean, if you buy public companies, you're in the stock market. If you buy private companies, you are uh, really a, a PE firm in a way. And some people do it on a smaller scale to help grow. Because uh, what I've noticed too, and I'm getting learning so much more about this space, but it's like, as everybody knows, it takes so long to get a business off the ground and get it running and, and growing. And then, so the thought is, hmm, could you buy a company or a shop that's already doing well in an area that you want to get into and then be able to take it to the next level with the skill set that you have? That's sort of the premise of PE firms on a much larger scale. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, I just saw why our store uh, you may remember them. They got bought today. Uh, Custom Inc. is kind of snapping up a couple different firms, including Swag.com recently. So a lot of activity. Uh, you know, historically, I think PE and some PE firms do have bad reputations because what they'll do is strip a lot of companies down to boost the EBITDA, which is basically the profits for a business, and then be able to go, you know, flip it to somebody else. But PSG equity and specifically Blue Star Innovation Partners are growth equity focused. And so they're literally like taking a business, hiring more, growing it more to be able to push it forward from there. Um, and so we literally, gosh, I, I've posted like 12 roles, 11 roles on our careers page in the last week or two. Yeah. So a PE firm is is buying it for for growth. Um, and it's, it's not like they're just gonna like, you know, bye bye Bruce, right? Like get a new bobblehead. Um, <laughs> yeah, switch it to uh, uh, spiky hair. Guy. Talk to us about how you got here. Like tell us about when that started, how it went, you know? Um, and, and I've obviously gotten to watch a little bit of it behind the scenes and it's kind of cool to, to, to see you actually kind of tell the story. So go for it. I'd say... Sometime last year, there was a point in our business where I felt like we know exactly where we need to go, but we need a big investment to get there. You know, it, it's it's almost as if like you're a shop and you're like, I have so many more orders, but I either don't have the people or I don't have the equipment or I don't have the space or whatever to be able to take them. That's kind of how I felt in that we needed help to be able to get to the next level, to be able to build out more analytics, to be able to build out more inventory, like all this stuff that we wanted to be able to achieve. Um, and so I figured, okay, I have two options, really. One, you can in reinvest as a business owner back into the business and keep putting more in for future growth. Um, or two, you take outside investment to be able to help and kind of de-risk yourself a bit. So, right? so Bruce, there's 
that's, we'll stop right there. That's so when you reinvest all your money, that's called bootstrapping a business, right? right. So that's what us shop owners do and what Printavo's done. And then taking money from an outside investor is essentially like infusing capital into the business from yeah, someone yeah. else. So right. you're playing with someone else's money a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's like what you see on uh, Shark Tank and stuff, right? Like it's very much so, um, you know, you, you raise capital to continue to grow and push forward. Um, and there's a few different reasons maybe why people would do that. It could be to de-risk. It could be for growth. It could be people want to sell a part of the business. They want to get out of it, whatever. But um but yeah, so I, I started to have conversations with some some firms that had reached out and and had an interest in this space specifically because it's a really exciting one. There's a lot of businesses out there. It's still very fragmented. There's not a lot of, um, you know, it's just an interesting space, right? But you have to be very deep in it to to really be able to understand it, and. Um, and there was a few firms that really aligned with what I believed could help us continue to grow. And those were these two, these, this blue star innovation partners and, um, PSG. And so they, they, they said, look, uh, we have helped to grow businesses really large, but you really know the space and, and the product and everything to be able to help. Is there a way that we can work together, um, to be able to push it forward? So, you know, when that all started happening, um, I guess like, I think these are when we started to have conversations of, we started because our text messages are like, how do we get to the next level? You know? And I think when you read people in the forum saying like, when is this feature coming out or when is this or when, when is that? It hurts you a little bit. Cause you're like, I'm trying as fast as I can. And like, it's really hard not that this was your way of like giving in, but it's like, wow, I'm now like dedicating to take this thing to the next level. Meaning I've done exactly what I can do and I'm going to do as much as I can, but like now I need help from the big guns. Is that what it felt like? Or I think so. I, I think like, um, you know, and to be clear, like they acquired the business, but um, a, an important piece of it was to continue to help being a part of it. And that's what I chose and wanted to do because um, I still feel like we have a lot to achieve. But I, I think there's an aspect of getting help for sure from the outside, like you're saying, to be able to help us continue to grow and then also help point us in the right direction of what are smart things that we should be doing? For example, we don't have enough managers yet. You know, we have really good management in a couple different areas on, on product and engineering and sales and success, but we do need it on the rest of our departments. And then what does it look like for a business to get to, you know, 10 or 20 million, 30 million beyond? And for me personally, I think that would be super exciting to be able to pick up on and be able to learn while also like you get there by adding the most amount of value to your customers and to find more of those customers that you'll find uh, your software will find valuable for. So is that like, is that like corporate sounding or is that like, no, I mean, it's like direct, it, it's kind of like a shop that has a bunch of customers that are banging on the door saying, we love you. We want you. Maybe some of us hate you just a little bit, but like <laughs> we want it now. And you're looking around and being like, 
for me to get there, this is going to get me there the fastest. Um, and I need the most amount of direction too, because, you know, I think what you said there is pointing in the right direction, you know, not that there's like regrets, but there's things that you could look at and be like, did we spend too much time there? Did we do this? Did we not hire there? And I think how I was taught about like investments and, and being acquired and growth is like, you actually get to do what you ought to do and what you should do, you know, because beyond that, we're just scrappy. Like when we're scrappy, we have to cut corners or we have to be tight about things or, you know, um, but when you actually have the right resources, you can really spend the right, like you can do things really, really correctly. And I don't know, that's how I look at it. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. I think so too. It's a, such a different mentality, even just being around these firms now and just listening and <clears throat> like picking up on, on how they think about business. It's so, it, it's such a bigger vision that mm -hmm. I think for business owners that want to keep pushing forward is like, whoa, you're kind of peeling back the curtain a bit of, wow. Yeah. I mean, they're just bringing on a senior person to kick off this due department. You yeah. know, or it's not like you're trying to give somebody a chance that maybe has one year experience or whatever. It's like, no, no, no. They're looking for somebody with 10 years experience to get in there, get started and build out the team for you. And, and that's, that's, that's very opposite from how we've always thought about stuff is, you know, that's been a, a immediate, um, like just mental shift that, that, hmm, not that we did it wrong, but. There's, there's an absolute shift of, Hey, you want to go to the next level. You got to think differently. And I think you have to have leaders that are really like masters in their space. Right. And so, you know, um, it's, it's a vulnerable position to be in, but you, when you admit it, you can actually start getting the like help that you need. And as a business owner, it's less taxing on you so that you can focus on what you need to do, you know? Um, so, all right. So yeah. walk us through, you know, walk us through, um, so that's kind of been happening. Um, talk to us about Inksoft, how, um, that's probably the biggest <laughs> curveball that everyone got. Yeah. And I'll, for listeners, um, Bruce told me about the acquisition over FaceTime. He's like, I have to tell you something, but we were out in like Cali we were traveling and he's like, I got something to tell you. I was like, what is it? He's like, no, no, no. I have to tell you in person. And, uh, I don't even know how I reacted. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty nuts that it really worked out like this. So I, I don't have obviously their backstory and how they, the whole connection got set up, but yeah, I mean, um, Inksoft was also acquired by the same PU firm. So we're under, we're kind of like sister companies now. Um, and I think the big question that's is is just around, oh, hmm, what does that mean? Like, I think some people definitely say, uh, well, that could be really cool. Like, I guess I, I there's a, definitely a handful of people that like using Inksoft for, you know, stores or website or whatever it is. And then they're like, is there a way for them to talk? And there's others that are like, oh, shoot, you know, this is going to get too big or it's going to be too complicated or whatever. Or is um, it just going to, you know, I think people thought, like, is it just going to get smushed into one login? Right, right. <laughs> so so print, answer print, that question, uh, Bruce. Print, is ink, it going to get smushed print, in? Well, well, you know, to... to, to print it, print uh, soft? Print soft? No, <laughs> print hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, 
when SNS acquired TSC at some point, TSC shut down their website yeah, and it was all on it. SNS. It's pretty that, quick. Like just, just clear that air and kind of debunk the myths, if you will. Yeah. No, I mean, today's plan is they, the companies run independently. So, you know, JP and Scott over on the Inksoft side continue to run Inksoft. And then on our side, uh, I am responsible for and keep pushing for it on Printavo. And that's literally it. You know, there's some interesting conversations that we've started having, but these things can take a couple of years to really be able to figure out um, as far as, you know, who should do what or whatever. I, and it's really not as much the priority. I think what has been the priority is like, hey, just start chatting to see are there things or best practices that you can share? It's literally like what we do, you know, around with shops and stuff and just share some mm -hmm. interesting info. But hey, how do you guys handle success? How do you handle sales? How do you do this? How do you do this sport? Could we do this? Could we do that better? And and pick and pull from some of those. I think uh, shop should not be worried at like should not be worried. In fact, it's pretty cool that um two two like huge organizations in our space um are being able to put their heads together. Because like when they put their heads together, they have the best engineers, best salespeople, best marketing people all thinking the same way. Um and that's where you can make game changing like things for our business. Um and really, really, really be able to innovate. Um, but nothing's happening overnight. Uh, and so I don't, I don't think anyone listening should be like scared or worried or anything. And, you know, um, like Inksoft's part of the family and people know I'm a troublemaker sometimes. And so like, I sometimes would ship JP Bruce's bobbleheads for fun. Um, but we can all laugh about it. Um, <laughs> because, you know, because we print t-shirts, you know, we're in a cool space. So I think it's, it's pretty cool that y'all are, kind of putting your heads together in that way. I think it is so interesting just how I, I feel like both companies have approached the industry from different perspectives, right? Like they came from more, you know, website and e-com driven and, and started to want to manage workflow and, and, and proposals and invoices and have a pretty powerful product there. And we came from, you know, workflow and wanted to get more onto e-commerce side, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I will really have to be able to see, but there's no pricing changes. There's, I saw, I got a couple of emails that was, um, does this mean like I'm going to be paying, you know, way more? You guys, you know, it's like, nah, everything's, everything's very stable. And that's kind of cool too. Is like, at least with these firms, the P firms are very much so, Hey, you guys kind of figure things out. If you need help, let us know. And then like we can help give some advice and best practices too to help you make decisions. But uh been fairly hands-off to be honest. Talk to us about like some of the features that are a priority for Printavo and like you feel really strongly about. And we're not talking about like bullshit. Like what's the stuff that you feel like you're gonna be able to hammer on faster, yeah. or deliver at a at a so this quarter is being obviously power scheduler was massive. So that's the new production scheduler. That's kind of like the monday.com inside of Printavo. So they're iterating on that like crazy. I mean, so much feedback. People are beta it, beta testing it, and that's going really well. And then uh, the mock-up generator, people are literally beta testing now as well. 
So there's shops being added onto that. And that is to also be able to create mock-ups really quick on the quote and send them off, help increase close rate. And, and, um, it's, I'm not sure if they'll use fully for art approvals just yet, but at least just be able to, to visualize for a lot of customers that don't need the technical details there. And then the iPhone app that, or I sh- gosh, I always just say iPhone because it's been because iPhone. it was it only an Android. iPhone app for so long. <laughs> it will also be Android, unless people want to switch. But the Printavo app, the app me. will be coming, and they're already beta testing that too. So that that thing's actually really powerful. It's got like everything you could do in the web, you could do in the phone. So it's totally revamped. We had literally an engineer, Mike. He's in North Carolina. He's been working on this for almost a year and a half. That's just how much. It's insane. So, but I mean, can you imagine being able to, so we'll get the foundation, but then imagine being able to have, you know, quick analysis or sales numbers, things like that. So that's coming along. And then also mid next year, which is already planned is a total payments revamp. So uh, ACH will be on there and that's targeted June or July. Um, and then we've got this new kind of printable payment solution that we're working through. And it, there's a lot of other things I'd love to do with it, but the immediate one I've learned to not overpromise on functionality because I don't do it anymore. And <laughs> but you learned your lesson uh, the hard way. <laughs> is ACH, so that'll be cool. So you don't have to do it on, you know. Yeah, but I think the cool part about it and what you've kind of told me, Bruce, is like you almost not that you report to them, but you have deliverables that hold the team even more accountable, you know, and said when you set those goals, like you guys come back every quarter and are trying to hit them and meet them. And so it's kind of like having, having a boss, but but the cool part is like they help you fund to get there. So if you're like, Hey, we're going to need to hire a lot of engineers and the going rate of an engineer is, is, you know, several hundred thousand dollars. You're not, your stomach doesn't drop every time you have to make an offer for $150,000, right? Like you, you feel some security there. I think, uh, you know, it's pretty crazy. So we had a CFO join in the first couple of weeks. His name's Stuart. He's awesome. We, he was at the trade ha- show. Yes, he was. He was hanging out. He's actually like super, you know, rock and roll, uh, plays guitar a ton. So he loves <laughs> to hang out with so many shop owners. Uh, and they're just always chit-chatting. So he had a good time at Long Beach. And then we have somebody help helping to head up payments. And so they're going to help spearhead that. And then uh, just all these other backfills and stuff. So it's pretty nice to be able to have other people that can help and do stuff too. Uh, granted, there's still so much more. But you're right. Like I kind of – I I wonder if there was a way to create more accountability for us as owners. Um, yeah, to we're, be not, to, we're only accountable to ourselves. Right? right, which is like the problem though too. It's like the the biggest problem of it is because, you know, you 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 kind of pick and choose the stuff you want to do or, or be responsible You're for. You're going to get like, customers are going to email Blue Star for, com- for, for feature requests. Do not do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, I don't think they would know what it is. So... <laughs> The crazies are out. The printers are here. Keep, keep, why keep, why uh, the hell did we go into this crazy community? Keep oh, sending man. it to us. But yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's all exciting. I, I gotten so a lot of, um, 
um, nice notes and stories and stuff. So thank you guys. I appreciate it. And gals and everybody. So, uh, yeah, we're excited. I'm excited about the next step. Excited about sticking on. We've got so much again, we got to do. We just, we just got out power schedule, which I have this old, if you can see this, can you see this? This is a message from Justin to Steve and I. It says, what, I can't read his backwards on there. This week and next, Jesus take the wheel. And this is his calendar. And so uh, for him to start being able to poke around in the beta for the schedule and just keep helping folks. And then I also, wait, can I also show you this on my desk? Okay, it says, your job is not to solve the problems. Your job is to tell everyone what the problems are so they can solve them. Some guy on Twitter, his name is uh, Peter Reinhardt. He started a tech company at R-E-I-N-P-K. But uh, that was interesting. I was like, oh, we are always trying to just keep solving problems. Sorry, I went on a rant. So like, how do you feel right now, Bruce? Yeah, it is different. Uh, in full disclosure, like the deal closed about a month or a couple months ago. So we just had to get everything organized before we wanted to be more public about it. But so I have had time to digest it. The team's had time to digest it. Um, you know, it is a bit of a shift, I'll be honest with like how you think about it, but then you start to get into your routine again and then you start like everybody and, and, and it takes people different time. Like I noticed with the team, it could be a month, could be a couple months and then they start to get reacclimated. Personally, I'm just like, whoa, if I can get the stuff off my plate and really focus on the things I care about and the product and the community and, and that, that's pretty awesome. One of the funniest things you said to me was like, shoot, we got to get new, like you guys had to get new computers for some of the engineers or something like that. Yeah. Um, and you like didn't know, you're like, do we have the bu budget or whatever? And it's like, wait a second, we have a CFO. They can handle it. This is not my problem anymore. 100%. And, like, and it's just those kind of instances where, look, if you're going to buy 40 grand of computers, it's a pretty big deal. But you're just like, I have someone that is a C-level executive in finance and... I trust them now, you know? Yeah. Thanks for listening, gang. Hopefully, uh, yeah. help clarify some stuff. Feel free to drop a comment or, you know, email Bruce or Printavo to answer, answer whatever questions anybody has, but we got a lot of more stuff to do. I got to film some more shop tours too. I, yeah. kind of held up. We want some MTV Cribs, uh, shop tours. <laughs> um, if, if you've got a dope shop and something cool, send it our way, send it Bruce's way. Um, that would be, uh, yeah, we want to see. I him. got a couple, I've actually got a couple, uh, coming up. I'm heading to Arizona and I've got two I'm lining up here. So more good stuff on the road, but thank you guys for listening. Thank you to the sponsors. Check them out, please. They're awesome too. We'll see you guys in the next episode.